episode 104 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about our Games of the Month for May 2023. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Aaron and I talk about what we've played, what we'd like to play again, what we definitely don't want to play again, and our picks for Game of the Month. In this episode, I'm going to say that the list includes games that I played on Board Game Arena. And that's a lie. I turned off the filter earlier in the day and forgot. So the 10 games I played on there were On Tour, Wale, Alhambra, Baron Park, Ink and Gold, Next Station Tokyo, Acropolis, and Welcome To. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Aaron talking about what we played in May 2023. There weren't a lot of flowers last month. Is last month May or are you saying last month is April because this is the May game of the month? Well, I mean, you know, you make a fair point. Okay. I'm really just, I, I felt like the April showers didn't deliver. That's what I'm trying to say. On the May flowers. So you did, you were, wait, there weren't flowers last month. You were saying that last month was May. That's right. The month we're which reviewing. Is, which is true, but that is the month that we're reviewing. A lot of times when we do these, I will prepare the whole episode. But as we were just saying, it's June already. So we're going a little bit off the cuff this time. Wearing short sleeves off the cuff. Dangerous. Wearing short sleeves off the cuff. It's just a dumb joke because we don't have cuffs. Keep going. Oh, like dress shirts. Okay. that Yeah. 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 That's not how I think of language. And that's, that's on me. We're going to go right into the month in review. We always answer the same questions, which are how many games were played? What games were played? what we played the most, what we added to the collection, what we sold. I can already say the answer is nothing. We're going to skip that one. And kind of where did we play games? If Did we play with anyone besides one yeah. another? And then game of the month? Well, that's the month in review. Oh, I'm so sorry. Then we'll do back to the table, what we want to play more. Yeah. We'll do collection, what yep. game might not stay. And then game of the month. And for, for May, out of everything we played, each one of us will pick. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Okay. We're going to have the same game to call. Same game to call. When we get there. We played a I lot think, of stuff. When we get there, I think we should 3, 2, 1 and say it at the same time to prove my prediction. I, I am far less confident than you, but I'm probably, you have looked at the list just a touch more than I have. So how many games were played? Now you ha you'll have to say how many games you played. I played 46 different games. I had 52 total plays and 42 of them were our copy. I played 29 different games. How many plays? Uh, 30. 30. So there's just one game that you played twice. Actually, I have 31 plays because I played So Clover on the work retreat. Didn't you play? I can't remember the name of it. So yeah, I played 31. Inside Job? Yeah, you're, you know, you're great at this. So I played. I saw it I played, at the game store today. I had 32 plays of 30 games if you include Inside Job. Then to list the games that were played, I'm going to say first. Inside Job. Inside Job. And I'm going to go ahead and say So Clover. I can't remember if we played it this month or not. Also, Arcana Rising, Clever Hawk Dry. That's Clever Cubed. Twice as Clever or Doppelt Soak Clever. That's pretty clever. Or Godshun Clever. Uh, Tussie Mussy, Cross Clues, Rivals for Catan, Istanbul, Little Town, Power Failure, Tumble Town, Wayfinders, Cat in the Box Deluxe, Clever Forever, Connect Four Shots, Downforce, Dulce, The Fox in the Forest, The Fox in the Forest Duet, Get On Board, New York and London, God's Forge, Jaipur, Caro, Lotus, Man Must Ock, Gurnan Kernan. That's good, close enough. Yeah, I will take it. That is called Divi Dice, if you have the English edition. Project L, Rolling Realms, 
60 Second City, The Castles of Burgundy, The Dice Game, Hammer Time, Trek 12, Explorers, Hunted, Kobayashi Tower, King Domino Duel, Sushi Dice, Sushi Roll, Unmatched, Little Red Riding Hood, and Beowulf, Agropolis, Bag of Chips, Flux, Sprawlopolis, Catan Dice Game, Crows Overkill, Escape the Curse of the Temple, A Game of Cat and Mouth, and Kites. It was a lot. Was a, we, we, we did a nice job this month. We, that was, I have it that it is 13% of our own base games played this month. Now, if we had a goal to play all of the games in our collection that were in our collection at the start of the year, by the end of the year, we would be slightly ahead of pace because we are just about to hit halfway. I intend to, I haven't told you this, to do a halfway there podcast oh. where we kind of talk about playing the first half of our collection. However... The goal is to be done by the beginning Jenka. of August. Yeah, so uh, we're behind. It's fine, though. It's all fun. And if anything, it just means I'm trying, we're trying to prioritize, like, leisure time. We've had a lot going on, and that's good. It's not that we, like, are regret those other things that happened, but I think that's one of the things I like about board games as a hobby and then having goals like this. It's wrapped in with uh, taking a break, taking time off from, you know, there's always a chore to do. And there's kind of, there's always something else you could be doing. And it's nice to take a break from that. So really, even as many games as we played, I know there was at least one weekend, maybe two, where we played nothing. Yeah, I think given the way this month went, we did an amazing this job. It's a crazy amount of games because we definitely had yeah. some blackout periods, let's say, in this month. So... Those are all the games that were played. What was played the most? There wasn't a lot of multiple plays. Now, I played a lot of the Clever series more than once. I played Tussie Mussie more than once, apparently, which is surprising to even myself. Sometimes, though, I think I played that solo. I played Arcana Rising solo. And, like, once you've gotten the game out and you've learned the rules and then you've also learned the solo rules and you've played it once, like, it's all fresh in your head. So it's sort of like... Mm, can I play it just one more time before I put this all back in right. the box? It's so much easier. So I think that's what happened there. Did you have multiple plays? No. I don't think so. No. So n nothing really of note that was played the most. And that is also a function of this fact that we're trying to play so many different games. Now, added to the collection. Ooh. In all of May. Now, I did just get a game at the board game store. It was on clearance. But it's already June. We'll talk about that in next month's Game of the Month. In May, I just have one game. Oh, wow. I know. I really, I had not been to the game store in quite some time. I don't know that I, actually, I don't know that I went to the game store in May. The one game that came was Alliterati. Oh, right. a Kickstarter. I am very excited to play it, and I am not playing it until we get through the rest of the game. So there's a few things that have come in this year that are like, they're not on the list that we have to play by August. And I am, I made, I made the restriction. I can only be so mad about it. I could open up Illiterati at any moment and just play it anyway. But I am very excited for that one. Yeah, I'm excited to play it when we decide that we're doing it. Yeah. Now, you said we got rid of a ton of games this month, right? I, I said we got rid of none. None. None at all. We intend to give a bunch of games. We often play at a coffee shop and we think we're just going to take a bunch of the games that we don't want up there. So 
that's, if you're listening, they're good, they're good games, but we have lots of games. So it's oh, this is not about quality anymore. There are more good games than I am willing to have in my home at one time. I would say that like if I was just like oh above this certain level of good game, I'm just gonna keep it anyways. I think it would pretty be high bar. I think it would be easy to have 500 games. I think there are 500 good games for sure, and I'm trying to keep our collection around 250 i think there's 270 to 80 on the list for us to play and that already included some games that i kind of had pushed to the call side so who do we play games with now you played games on your work retreat right. so you played games with some different people i played some things online on board game arena all my board game arena plays i also import into here on a somewhat regular basis i'm actually in the middle of playing a game with two people on BGA, I'm playing the entire campaign of the crew okay. on BGA with, I mean, effectively strangers. Like, I kind of recognize maybe their screen names a little bit, but, like, these are not 3D friends. These are 2D friends at, at the very most. Mm, that's the first time I've ever heard that distinction, but it makes sense immediately. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going pretty good. Like, it's going a little better than I would expect, and that's no... That's no judgment on them about, you know, what I thought they were coming into this. It's just a bit of an undertaking, but it's been kind of fun. And what's nice about playing it on Board Game Arena, you can see the history. You can you can choose to turn it off if you want to be like that. Um, but you can see the history of everything that's been played. And you can see they have this nice little grid that shows you what's right. remaining, like what's been played and what's remaining. So in addition to seeing the play history for everyone and who won every trick, you can also see what cards remain. So it's easier yeah, you're think, not a big card counter. And even for me, if I'm playing asynchronous, that's nice. Yeah, because you kind of want to be taking like notes or whatever. So not yeah, we remember are. remember cards across days. I will say I got up to use the bathroom at two in the clock in the morning and I looked at it and it was my turn. I was like, oh, I'll take a turn. And then they were both also, I don't know where they live. So I don't know that it was two o'clock in the morning for them, but finished like a game at two o'clock in the morning because it plays fast if you're all right. there. But asynchronously. So anyways, that's what's going on with where and who do we play games. I don't think we play in any crazy locations. Nah, I just have, the usual, a coffee shop. I have any coffee roasters out. We we played at Quill as well, which uh -huh. is a downtown coffee shop. Any coffee roasters for us is up on the north side of the city. And then I just have home and app. So we played like here and there. We play out a couple other places. Like maybe we went out to dinner and played something. Pretty just chugging through the play sort of month. Yeah, absolutely. So, what are you bringing back to the table? Do you already know? Because I have no idea. Yeah, I definitely already know what I'm bringing back to the table. I played a lot, so there was a lot to choose from. Um, but I think I want to bring back to the table... Uh, I said I knew, but um, but then like I got this undecisive. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I do already know. I want to bring back Cat in the Box. Oh, okay. It's a trick-taking game. Yeah. It's clever. It's fun. We don't play it a lot. I have fun at two players. I'm sure I would have fun at three or four players. And yeah, I'd love to play that more. I think I'm going to say Downforce. Oh. We have all of the boards, at least currently released, for Downforce. So there's the regular one that you get. There's um, like Wild Ride and Danger Circuit, I think, are the ones. So one of them has like jumps uh, and another has like loops and stuff. So it's a good time. The box, it all fits in the original box. And this is not the Target sells like a skinny box. They won't fit in there. They fit in the original full-size box, all of them. It like, the box just closes. It's super heavy, very satisfying, but it doesn't feel like it's, um, it's very sustainable. Anyways, we played two-player 
the danger circuit one that's the savannah and so there are these animal tiles that you kind of like put into the turns they force the person in the lead basically to take a less optimal path yeah it's really an elephant rubber banding you none of them are elephants one of them was an elephant is an elephant i thought it was a snake one was an elephant well Let's there, say that it is. Uh, you know what? There's that's pieces of cardboard rubber banding the game that are yeah. shaped as animals. Yeah. Well, in two players, it feels even more like it's. I think I. I don't know that I would like it as much in a higher player count as I did in two players because that rubber banding effect when one or the other of you right. has all the cars feels different because I think when you have a bigger game, more people can kind of slow down the first player car. And it's not pure rubber banding because we, if you're in the lead and you're in the one lane that's left from that blocking thing, you can actually use it to slow down the person the behind, behind you, you. because yes. the, the thing doesn't go away until you pass the obstacle. So yeah. there's a little bit of rubber banding to it, and that's how it functioned mostly for us. But there's mm -hmm. also some strategic points where you can use it to jump out ahead. Well, in other, I think on other maps, there might be points at which there's just one choke, car. Or it's easier points. to block people. Yeah. And this... They are created by these tiles and then they move. So it's the fact that right. the choke points are kind of like moving all along the track. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I say I would say downforce. I had a little more fun. It was a close game. I had a little more fun at two than I expected. Because I guess when I think of that game, I think about it being more exciting at a higher play count. Well, so, you, you spent less money in me at the auction and had you bet on my car would have won the game. This is true, which always feels a bit difficult. And in two players, like at the beginning, I said like... It's going to be hard for me to win. It wasn't only that I could have bet on you. Because if you bet on you and I bet on you, that's a that's a bit of a wash. But you were I mean, ahead in the auction. So you... Right, right, right. Up, but yeah. even though you... So you pay $4 million for the car. We both bid on it the whole way. It wins. Your winnings from being first and owning the car... It's $4 million off, more. Offset the fact that you had to lose some money for having right. owned the car. But then I put so, that, so much resources into coming first that I my other two cars finished fifth and sixth. So you actually scored as many points from the race. Right. As I that did. was the other part is not letting the if you're playing in two player, you really need to alternate at best. So I think that you winning and then me getting second and third, and then I think it went. I think you I got fourth and fourth sixth. Yeah. And sixth or fourth and fifth. I I my last car got zero points. So my last car got zero six. points. So you got fourth and sixth. Forcing into that then kind of equals out your payouts a bit more. So then it just keeps the game more contested. But I think if you're, I mean, true of any time, if someone has like the one and two car, oh, yeah. unless they really bet against themselves pretty heavily, it's going to be pretty hard. But yeah, I'd say downforce is back to the table because I think playing some of the other maps, I think that we've done all of them. I don't even know that we've done all of them once. I think that was the first time we'd ever done that one. No, I, we hadn't played that before, I don't think. And it was like, it's a good just weeknight game. It's so easy to set up. It doesn't take that long to play. In two players, you don't have the whole deck. You have you split the deck, and then you have seven cards in your hand at a time. Right. And that's the thing when you have a more player count. Actually, every card is out there. And able you're to getting played. moved by more people and so on and so forth. Yeah. It's yeah. different. You ready to go first for game of the month too? Keep uh, no. Keep you said room? the collection. Then we're both picking the same oh, thing. Oh, collection. Okay, yeah. So ready? Uh, yeah. So we'll go one, two, three, and then on four we'll say the collection game. I don't even know what I'm saying. Well, you. I mean, my prediction still stands, even though you haven't decided. Okay. Okay. One, two, two three. three flux. Bag of chips. Oh. Oh. Oh no! I'm gonna keep flux. Flux is dumb, but I'm keeping it. Oh, I hate playing it. Every time I, it's the only <laughs> game I would consider intentionally losing so that it was over. Uh, yeah, and 
even when you're trying to do that, it's not always easy. Like, it's no. not even easy to hand someone no, the win. For the love of God, would you keep the winning cards out in front of you so well, I can let you win? The, I think the best way to do that is just having everyone draw a whole lot of things yeah. and play a and whole the, lot of things that you just cycle then the turns just take forever anyway oh it's gross yeah and then when you have to play everything eventually you have to play something that resets it It was very fun and novel the first one time i played it well and that was a game i think that that was one of the few games that i played like with my family but i probably would have been in high school or maybe yeah. even college like i think that maybe for a christmas somehow that game came into our lives long before all of these other board games that currently surround us as we record this. So I think there's a little bit of a nostalgia point there for me. Um, and I like the other additions that we have. Monty Python Flux is kind of funny. The Monty Python one's a little funny. Uh, there's a Doctor Who one floating around here somewhere as well. So I think they do a good job theming it out. Um, and it is kind of no rules. Yeah. So, but you know. Unlike the Outback Steakhouse, it isn't just right. That's what it was. No rules, just right. I mean, it either is or I'm wrong. I don't remember. Um, so my pick was bag of chips. That's I mean, that's a good pick. And I thought it might have been that because we when we finished it, I kind of remember us both being like, well, that was, you know, I, it was a pretty dumb game. It's not that it's really it's, a bad it's, game. It's a cute game that just isn't like there's so many games here. It's just not. It's not make that bar that we were talking yeah, about before. It's, it's I don't know the second it. bar. Below the second, if there's bar. a bar of like, oh, we should keep this game, and then but some things fall below that bar because, uh -huh. like you mentioned, like there's it's 500 the games. One down. There's a bar in the middle. It's below the bar, below the bar in the middle. So you might, if we were gonna do a tier list, you know what I mean? Yeah. You've seen those? You would probably be putting it one tier below what I would. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just because I'm the the reason I would pump it up and say, you know, it's fine, is that it's super unpredictable. And in a casual setting, that probably makes the game more exciting. I don't think it's more exciting in a low play count. Right. Like the So there's that. But in the game, it actually does come in like a bag, a bag sort of. of chips, it's yeah. not like, not the same as a chip bag, but it does have a Ziploc like top on it. You kind of start with cards and you're, and there are scoring criteria and you're slowly discarding them to, as these chips are coming out where you're getting more and more information about the scoring that's going to happen and so I feel like that is interesting. That's actually pretty clever. That's it's what I mean. fine. I think that that's interesting. But for you and I, like that is neat. And that would be great in either a bigger game or as part of another game. Two, it's definitely not engaging two players. Yeah. For that to be the whole game, two players, it's fine. And, you know, it's not going to take any. It's five minutes to play it. Yeah, it's fast. So it's a very game. you're trying to play game. every game you own before Gen Con, it's actually a welcome break. <laughs> right. I think it'd be a great game for like if you're going over to someone's house and you're trying to do that like thank you for hosting sort of thing and you want to oh, bring yeah. something. It's very classic to bring like, you know, uh, some kind of appetizer or maybe like a bottle of wine or something like that. This is the kind of thing where you could bring, bring a bag of chips. Well, you could bring a bag of chips and the game bag of chips and it would be real cute. Yeah. You know, it, I feel like it's more giftable than it is keepable. Like you just pass it on to the next person and it just rotates through, you know, acquaintances. And if you were looking for a copy, ours is going to be at a local half-price <laughs> book sometime I, I think so. We got that last year at Gen Con. It just, you know, it's you just throw another one on. Um, so that is collection. We didn't actually have the same one. Now it's game of the month. And I, as we speak, 
I have not yet picked it. Have oh, you picked your I game of the month? I absolutely picked mine. It okay. will be the game of the month almost every time that we play it. It's not a game that you like. I love. Oh. I love Istanbul. And it is my oh, game. Oh, you love Istanbul. It is, uh, it is just a, a clean fine. and stressful race to the finish. And I just love it every it's, time, even when I'm losing. It's fine. You're right. I don't, I don't like it as much as you. I don't really like playing it with you because of how much you like it and how good you are at it. I told you while we were playing. I'm just because when you play in two player, your goal is to collect six gems. Yeah. And there's different ways to do that. You have this grid. It's like the the market or the city of Istanbul, I guess. And you are directing these assistants that you have to go all around town and do things. And those different things they do slowly, more or less, earn you gems. And you have to get six in a two player game. And I said to you while we were playing. My goal is, to, I think I maybe had one gym and you had two or three at that point. And I said, I'm just trying to get three gems. You got like, three gems. I know I did. But when I said that, you were just like, oh, no, you know. And I'm like, no, 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 like, no, no. You no, can no. catch up. No, 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 no. No, I, I can't. Like, I see the writing on the wall as early into this game. I don't necessarily hate that about games when you kind of know, like, you're not in it. Because it that doesn't game take does very not long. Rubber band. If someone... You went to, there's one of the, the tiles you can go to, one of the places you can send one of your assistants, and you can, like, say a number, and if you roll the number, or no, if you just, if you roll a certain number, yeah. you get a bunch of resources. The black market. Yeah, and you did do that really early. I think that specifically put you off to a start that I was not strategically prepared for. So I didn't already have, like, a clean-cut path. I think it's a game where, like, no lost turns is huge if you're playing against someone yeah. else who's very good at it. I think if you're playing more casually, like it won a Kinnerspiel. And sometimes I think games like that, your play group can have a great time playing together. And it can be seven different play groups that do that. But when play group two plays against play group five or something, like people mix, you realize other people are playing this completely different. Because right. you could very casually just be wandering around Istanbul. No, but no, Aaron's I, guys like, are flooring it. You let me get two mosques for four resources and a gem without having to buy a Wainwright to get the second mosque. And that's like, you, you can't, I, I think you have to compete for the mosques in a way. Because the mosques go from two to four, which means if you don't get... Both moss. If you get both moss for four total resources, it's just really hard to beat you because the other set of mosques have blue resources, which are hard to get. So that's like you a, are speed saying so many things right we don't now. Actually have to. You know what? I would like to know what your game of the month is if, instead of continuing this very specific conversation about Istanbul. Sure. So I am deciding between a couple things, and I'll say them out loud since I didn't prick it beforehand. I'm deciding between Rivals for Catan. Oh, that's the card one, not the dice one. That's the card one, yes. The dice one is rubbish. I like Caro. Oh, that was almost on my call list, but I knew that you liked it, so I was like, ah, I'm not going to waste my time on Caro. And? Just, it, it, there's a part of that game where you have to roll the dice with one hand only, and I just, you know what? Yeah, Stop I it. know, you have, no, you have no time for it whatsoever. And see, Project L, I already mentioned on the solo games to play outside, so I'm not going to bring that one up again. Power Failure is such an interesting game, and I think Little Town, not enough people know about it. So it would be between those three. Rivals, Little Town, I don't know why people don't know about that one, and Power Failure. Power Failure, you are, there's like a dexterity element to this game where you are creating 
power grids. Not really. I mean, you're playing cards that have different type, different power types on them, but it kind of talks about like how hard it is when you keep stacking this carbon and how it's kind of a mess for everyone yeah. when it gets, when it tumbles. Yeah, if you go heavy coal, it punishes other people. That's pretty fun. It's very yeah. thematically good. Yeah, I think um, that's nice. I almost picked that, but we played Istanbul. But we played Istanbul, yeah. And Little Town, there's Little Factory, which is on BGA, and maybe uh, more people have heard of that one. I don't know. I think we just happened to pick up Little Town, but you are making a shared board. You get to own certain tiles, and as you place out workers, you can either send them to go build another tile that you'll own, or you put them on the map with the other tiles, and they get to activate all of the tiles around them. You can pay people to activate their buildings, and it's just it's a very points. clean and good game. And it, it plays a good it, one. It, it feels fast when you play it. Yeah, the and I, rounds it it accelerates. It it feels it, it's a good game. There's different buildings out every time, so there's a lot of variety there. And I think that it's another one, kind of like Istanbul, where your group might play it a certain way, and then you see another group play it, and you're like, oh, oh. their little town is cutthroat. So, because you have to feed your workers also at the end of it, it's not a Rosenberg game, but that adds another layer on the fact that you have to have these resources that you know you're going to burn. And it, right. it, the penalty for not feeding them is pretty bad. Yeah, no, so it's, it's not It's usually good. better than doing anything else. S several points. So, I'm going to go ahead and pick Rivals for Catan for my actual oh, game okay. of the month. As much as Catan is a big thing, and they keep spinning off into other little games, we have the Catan dice game. It's not great. I mean, don't seek it out. It's cute to have the dice. Like, I feel like the dice are sort of a novelty to own. The game's not anything too special. Rivals for Catan is only for two players. This one we were playing at Quill, and yeah, someone walked nice. up and was like, so I know what Catan is. What are what, you doing? What are you doing right here? Um, and I think it is a very good, even if it wasn't for Catan, even if it was like Rivals of City Building, it's stuff that I don't see in a lot of other games, and it's a very nice balance in a two-player game. Oh, it's it's an excellent, it's an excellent two-player game. It plays well with a the Catan theme. Mm. My brain likes that everything costs the same in that game, with the exception roads cost a wooden two bricks. They sure do. That I was not, I was assuming they did not. Uh, but I think otherwise, there's just not enough use for brick in the game, so that's fair. Yeah, and um, you're making your own. You're not doing something shared. So like we were talking about Little Town just now, you're both building in the same area. You're both building your own road. And along that road, you have your own resources. And then you're also building your own buildings or kind of inviting special people. I think they call them heroes yeah. that bring their own powers, uh, so on and so forth. Um, otherwise, everything's looking like it did in Catan. It has gold. The dice game also has gold. But regular Catan doesn't have gold. No. It's just, I think, a, a new balancing the thing. The to robber kinda... took the gold. Yes, sure. And there wasn't a robber. There's no, there's no there robber. is in the uh, dice game, but there's, there's not in the rivals. Because there's gold. I know it doesn't hold up, but I'm going to just ignore the dice game. Anyway, so yeah, you're each building your own road. Um, there's not a ton of interaction, but sometimes your cards do interact with the other person well, taking resources you're from both them. You're going for the, the, the biggest army yeah, the, which they don't call it that. No, but it is the biggest army. And then, okay, and then there's a commerce one, and right. that has to do with the cards that you end up collecting. And another little interesting mechanism about it, you have these four piles of cards that can be, that's like the buildings and stuff that you build. Those piles stay the same, except you get to choose which one you discard down into. You so put there's your discard a at the bottom. Component. There's a little bit of memory. And there's cards that let you look through one of the entire stacks and take what you want. Right. Or you can pay to do that. 
So it doesn't feel so limiting. I think that for me makes it feel like I'm more in control of what's happening. And there is some and have big, more agency. There's some big turn potential if you like a little game that has big turns. Big turn potential. Yeah, because well, you, know, you you're can play do, action cards and you can kind I mean, of really you can do as much as you have the resources for. But the way that you get resources, all the cards are squares. They're all square cards. You're building out this road. You turn the card every time because you still nice roll mechanic. a die. And if the number matches the number that's in the center of your card, you turn it um, one direction to get more resources. And it tops out at like three. three. Um, and then you turn it the other way when you go to spin the resources. Yeah, so it's a really fun using the card as a counter mechanism. And it's just a lot neater. Like you could have, you could be getting all these little resource pieces, but it is pretty easy just to turn these and also at a glance, see everything that you have and right. see if you're playing that type of game, see what the other person has. Oh, quickly at a glance. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't hear a ton about Rivals for Catan. I don't think it's a new game. I want to say that I've seen it at Target, though. I agree with this. Yeah. And we don't play it enough to ever do the Age of gold. Turmoil, well, Age, Age of, of Gold. There's gold. expansions, yeah, that come with it. So, yeah, there are these other sets of cards. We just do the basic deck because we're usually playing it once a year. Um, but the they have these other decks of cards that come with it that you can also play. I don't know if there's expansions beyond those or not, but... Like the gold in the basic deck, kind of useless. Right. But probably in the Age of Gold, I bet it's pretty exciting. The gold has many more uses. I looked at the deck. It's pretty fun. Oh, you looked through the deck. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I do think it would help to be more familiar. Playing it a lot would probably be more rewarding because you'd get more familiar with the deck and know the possibilities in there and kind of know what you're looking for or what you need to like counterbalance your strategy. I think you would enhance the memory aspect of the game and also you yeah. would play faster. Yeah, so I think it as a two-player game as well, I think if you're not going to have a lot of games, it could be a good one to have. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, there are some of the two-player games, some of the games in here that are fine enough as part of this larger collection, but if you were like, oh, I got to get my gaming down to essentials, that would be a good one to keep for that reason. Okay, and now we usually talk about what we're excited to play next month or something like that. Well, but you have declared. I have. I have declared that June is going to be big games month. However, when I said that, I thought we would have played more games by now. So who, who knows if I'm changing my mind on that. What I was going to say, ask you is, which one of these games do you want to review in what might be the next episode? Of the games that we played this month? Yeah, like what game would you want to review? Because we've talked about a lot oh. of them, but we might want to review something that we kind of glossed over here. I think that going over the Fox and the Forest games would be pretty fun. They're oh, both. Oh, have we? I, we think we've done that. Oh, you know, I don't think we should do that again. <laughs> there Certainly might be not. a coffee shop games where uh, we already talked about the Fox and the Forest. It's been a long time, in fairness. Honestly, a, a better game. So I, I typically don't like time-based games, but I did have fun playing Escape the Curse of the Temple, and that might be a fun thing to review. Oh, and we also played Kites. Oh, so we could do like a time. Yeah, maybe time a time. Games. We'll see. We'll see. I'll have to double check. Now that we're actually getting a good number of episodes in. It's now actually, we have to like. We kind of have to look back to see like, like I said, I think we talked about Fox and the Force, at least we're, one of them. And we're not, we're not big enough for like to have fans that do a wiki for us. Oh gosh, no, no. It's all on us. That's why it took so long to get this recorded. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be bugging you to do the next episode. Is this a pun for June? June bug. Oh.
Thank you so much for listening to episode 104. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. We are well aware that our website, our blog, maybe even some links to the podcast aren't doing so hot. We're getting to it. We'll, we'll work on it. And those BGA games that I mentioned in the intro, most of those were played asynchronously with people in Ruel's Discord server. It's a great community. They are regularly posting games you can join on Board Game Arena. Sometimes they're premium games that you can then join without having a premium membership yourself. Sometimes they're even alpha games that aren't released yet on Board Game Arena and you can get the opportunity to play them. If you'd like to play with some people that aren't strangers or at least are friendly strangers, be sure to check out the link to his Discord in the episode description. The next episode will probably be a review of something we've played recently, but I've been saying that for a while and it hasn't been true. If you're listening to these in reverse, you have 103 more episodes headed your way. The next one being Summer Fun with Board Games. It's three mini episodes where we talk about getting games at garage sales, playing games outside, and summer themed games. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.